0: Hi, you've called Age. And Mitch.
1: And this is Message on the Machine. Gritty conversations by smooth operators. You know what to do. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Message on the Machine. I am Mitch. Hello, beautiful people. I am Age and we are back. And We're we're back again. So
0: excited for this new episode, because it is our first one back in this hot seat. I know, since the big launch. I'm so excited to actually be back in this chair, because we've had a bit of time off since all of our prep work
1: and yeah, exactly. launch. So um, yeah, super excited to be sitting in this little bad boy in this studio. Yeah, we just wanted to, I guess, start off today by taking a minute to just say thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in for the first three that we dropped all at once. I knew like a ton of ricks. Literally, absolutely.
0: It was so, like, look, I think Mitchell and I are both... Like, super shocked with the, like, response that we got. Like, obviously, we, you know, pretty proud of this and happy with everything that we produced. But it was like, we had an overwhelming response um, from you guys as listeners and um, lots of support from everyone around us. So we just want to say a big thank you because... Yeah, well, you're really just throwing it
1: out to the wolves, aren't you? And yeah, they and that's it. have and had it, a nibble, which has been nice. It's been really,
0: really nice. Um, I just want to do a quick shout out and a big thank you, um, I guess, to rld designs who did a lot of our marketing and everything like that or yes. all of the marketing i should say a so, dear friend of the putty um, yeah for those of you who don't know um it's my best friend's business um Ronnie, and she did an amazing job so if you need anything like that hit her up yeah love you girl love you girl um yeah she's a legend and um also a uh, shout out to creative sound team um our friend joe um, or I should say my brother, Joe,
1: um, yes. did
0: an amazing job helping us get all the sound tech and everything up and running. So thank you guys for getting us to where we are now. I guess it's all balls in our court now. Yeah. God, God help uh,
1: us. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So <sighs> Kick as, me off. as usual, yeah. How's your week? Kick it off. Tell me, talk me through it. Uh,
0: week, 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 week was, week has been odd. Um, I've had to go back to work. So, um, anyway oh, who's... poor thing. I know, Oh look, I shouldn't complain. I know I shouldn't complain, but anyone who's playing at home that doesn't know, um, I'm te- got a bit of a temp role, I guess, since being made redundant in retail, um, which is a little bit hard on my mental health, I guess, just cause it's not really obviously where I want to be. And, um, you know, it's a bit of a like memory lane vibes of, you know, what I used to do when I was a bit younger. So I feel like, you know, I'm the the 30 year old with working with all the 21 year olds. That's beautiful Um, mother goose. Look, it's probably my ego. When I say it out loud like that, my ego is really showing. So like, (laughs) look, I'm going to own that. Um, So yeah, it look, it has been a bit hard to sort of have, you know, that nice time to yourself, been doing all my creative vibes, potty, this, that, lots going on. And then now I'm back there, like shoveling shit shit up fucking pants on clips. Like, Oh, you're in textiles, Do to sell yourself? Textiles manager. Yeah. Coming at you. <laughs> coming at you. Don't mind. Um, so, yeah. So, that's kind of been my week. Uh, just kind of, yeah, getting back into that. I'm so excited. Like, obviously, we've had news and stuff about um, lockdown and all that stuff. So, I'm really keen to, like, I think a couple of the girls have started booking, like, some venues and dinners and stuff um, for us to get back to some sort of normality. It's really weird, though, because, like... The seating rules And the the time limits
1: Oh well who really knows What's going on
0: So like We're like Yeah you're so keen Cool Wait great We have to be Only in there for two hours So I don't know What we're going to do Because we'll just get blind In that two hours And then be stranded On the street That's really fun though It's go. sort of
1: like A bottomless brunch well, Get I in get we out Well I said we should
0: do like Book like four venues In a night
1: And do like a hop uh, from like, a bar hop Like but it's a restaurant hop Because that's all that. How much do you reckon That would cost you Like a grand age probably I
0: don't give a fuck I've been locked away In <laughs> yeah, my tower for enough. that long Yeah fair enough. I'm keen how was your week? Talk to me. Look, I don't even know. I'm a bit frazzled walking in okay. the door today. So Mitch, I'm going to ask for everyone at home so you can give us a
1: good... Yeah. So Are you my... okay?
0: He, he walked into the studio today, just for everyone at
1: home. Sweaty brow. Sweaty pits. <laughs> Sweaty pits. So I have this car. Um, I'll paint the picture. It's a 2004 champagne coloured Hyundai Accent. With a big grunty motor yep. that barely works. Yeah. Name's Hank. Kath and
0: Kim vibes is... I'm just going to yeah, throw so, that out there.
1: So, me and Hank are scooting <laughs> down to the shoot studio today together. And halfway through, every time I try and, I guess, accelerate, <laughs> he's just like, not, not quite right now. I'll, I'll make you wait a few seconds and then we'll shoot off. Um, so, I was kind of sitting at every green light for, you know, just a little bit longer than you should. And every person... St- sitting behind me is sort of just being like oh this fuckwits on his phone when actually i'm just too toot, toot move my yeah. i am pedal to the metal like foot <laughs> is foot's on the floor lead foot just going nowhere dead so i made it eventually got to the studio in one piece great yeah. um bevragino in hand ready to just yeah. get cracking in, in with this like, big end. having a drink i'm like um sure yeah well, no why why not? absolutely um all right did you have for dinner last night Oh God! What did I have for dinner last night? I had a—that's um... my
0: go-to, by the way.
1: Yeah, you love to ask that. I don't it's really a good eat... ice. It's such a good icebreaker question. What did you have for dinner last night? Yeah, I don't really eat that much, so I'm I really... mean, our ice is well and truly broken. What did I have for dinner four nights ago, the last time <laughs> I had a meal. No, I had last night a bit of white fish of some description, Ooh, just a salad, and we uh, air fryer was out. There's yeah, a no, few, I, few hot oh, chippies how good's on the There's an air go. fryer. There's a reco. Oh. <laughs> you had it here first, ladies. There's a reco. Get the air fryer
0: out. Low low oil content. I love that. It. I hate fucking cleaning it though, but it's great. Oh, to nightmare. Cook with. But yeah. I don't clean it.
1: Yeah, righto. Britt does Sorry. that. <laughs> Got the intern to do that. Absolutely. All right, then I'll throw it back at you. What did you have for dinner?
0: I had... Ooh, ooh, ooh. What did I have? Oh, it wasn't anything exciting. I mean, it's probably exciting for you Aussies out there, but I had a gorgeous Italiano spaghetti bolognese. Oh,
1: how um, exotic. A spag bowl
0: Yeah, but like... No, I feel like whenever I tell people I have pasta, especially when growing up, all my Aussie friends are like, oh, wow. I'm like, mate, I fucking have that five days a week. Like... What Aussie
1: friends are you talking about <laughs> that don't know what a spaghetti bolognese
0: is? No, they do, but like, everyone's like, oh, you're so lucky growing up Italian. You just get to have pasta and pizza all the time. I'm like... I used to fight with my mum and be like, if you serve me pasta again, I'm going to throw it at the wall. Yeah, i like, am love I'm a not. salad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm the size
1: of a house and I'm six. Yeah, can we like, get, like, stop. a vermicelli bowl yeah. going or something? <laughs> no, I made <laughs> it. And I'm six. <laughs> little bubba, little round thing you were.
0: I used to get called. you know, for people at home, so when I was a kid, I... Looks like, if you've ever watched Modern Family, you know Manny, the little, with the oh, little espresso? Yeah. yeah, that's basically me as a child, so there's a picture for you. He's a very sensitive child as well. Absolutely, we've got a lot in common, it's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Big fat little wog sooks.
1: Okay, so we'll jump into the topic now. Um Today I guess we're sort of, you know, slowing it down a little bit, we're probably covering a bit of a heavier topic than we have in our yep. long illustrious past on this podcast. Correct. Um, don't really yeah. know where it's gonna go, but kind of exciting, I guess. Yeah. Well, we're talking about coming out. Yeah. In so a nutshell. It's an important
0: topic, I think, which is kind of why we wanted to like give it the airtime that it needs. Um, it was obviously important for us as two gay males, but like it's two obviously just blaming
1: homosexuals. Yeah.
0: But um, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, like, it's just in general, just a, a really, like, something that, you know, anyone who has ever battled their sexuality of any degree will have to sort of face, and, um, yeah, I think it's important, and it kind of comes off the back of last month um, was...
1: Mental um, health week, was it? Mental health... It coming not, out day coming has out been day, recently. And, yeah, last month. So which kind is of, sort of what got us thinking about yeah, it, it and a I, topical. Guess, I guess... Um, you know, having this conversation when you're growing up is something that every single one of us has to do. So it's something that kind of bu- bonds us a little bit.
0: Definitely. And I think also I've found, um, growing up and even, um, like a sort of announcing that we were going to be doing the podcast. A lot of, um, uh, my straight friends have, were often, they're very curious about yeah. what it's like to sort of go through that experience. Um, and you know, if, especially because it's just something that's quite foreign to a lot of obviously straight people. So It's definitely something that I get asked about often, sort of like, oh, when did you come out or how did you come out or did you know all those
1: like questions? I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I was saying to one of my, you know, the straights recently that for some reason, every time I'm on a date, Mm. the topic comes to Mm. also, well, it's more, you know, it starts off as also... How's your relationship with your parents? Yeah. Do they know Mm. how was the coming out? And you always get into that. And obviously it's a pretty deep convo to have with someone you're just meeting and, you know, putting your best foot forward with. Correct. But as I said, it's something that we all can talk about because it's something we've all had to go through. hundred percent. And it's such a like, I mean, everyone's
0: story is different,
1: but I think it's such a personal,
0: it is such a personal topic that you are kind of so quick to talk about or like put your cards out on the table with someone else who's obviously gay because they have gone through it. So it's almost an instant, like you said, that instant connection of like, I know that I can say this because you can, you can actually relate to how I feel. Your story might be different to mine, but overall you get what I'm saying. I
1: agree. I guess it's akin to like, what football team do you go to? Well, yeah. It's easier to
0: answer how (laughs) it's coming out story really, wasn't it for us? So, oh yeah, I know. It's like literally like the, what did you have for dinner last night? Yeah. Throw it out. Does your dad love
1: you? Yeah, basically. Um, all right. So we'll jump into it. I guess we'll start from the start. Did you, did you always
0: know? That's such a big question. We get asked that. How many times do you reckon you've Uh, been asked that question? daily? Yeah. (laughs) Hi there. I'd like to buy these grapes. Yeah. When did you know you were gay?
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I just have a high voice. (laughs) Who, me?
0: Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, did I always know? Um... Yeah, I think that's, like, the the, the the clincher of the answer is yes. Mm. There's a lot of in-between. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think, like, obviously, you kind of always just know that you're... I think for me, it was being young and just knowing that you're different. Or knowing, totally. Or knowing that there's something different about me. All your besties are ladies. Yeah, like, your norms are often, you know, like, I was... Young at playgroup or kinder or whatever it was, and like we, or we'd go around to someone's house, family friend's house, and I'd be like upstairs in like you know the daughter's room of the family playing with the Barbies rather
1: than like outside kicking the footy with the boys. Well, you get invited over to a boy's house, and the boy can't find you when you're in the bathroom giving their <laughs> mum a blowout or something. <laughs> Being like, tell me about Mark, he doesn't seem like he's treating you well.
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you're in the bathroom the oh, <laughs> like, <God>. well, <laughs> with the boy giving him a blowy. Oh, god, well, that's the a giveaway, yeah. Well, you know. Busted. <laughs> Dead. Um, yeah, nah, I feel like that's definitely I like think those little things where you're like, hold on, like, I'm. And it, you're obviously so young, so it's
1: innocent. Like, I want to play with the doll. I don't think about it. Yeah. Like, but um, you always know, don't you? Yeah, And I think as definitely. you get a bit older, there's definitely, like, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be like... Oh well, I have to. I was a very competitive swimmer when I was younger, but that was so great that I had that sport. And so, great physique
0: for anyone playing at home. He's got a beautiful swimmer's
1: body. Big upside down Dorito chip. I am <laughs> lucky thing. But I'm the other. I'm the opposite way. Because obviously, swimming's the gayest sport possible. Because everyone walks around naked all day, and Speedos. there's no contact.
0: Yeah,
1: and no balls. No, no balls. Nothing flying I mean, at my mosquito. face. Yeah. I can keep my teeth <laughs> intact. But everyone would, would always say to me oh, well, what sport do you play? And mm. it was so much easier to be able to be like, oh, I'm a swimmer yeah. than be like, oh, I actually just like to dance. Yeah, which was me. Yeah, well, yeah, big bloody poof.
0: Big acting poof, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I think it's also interesting looking back at like the roles that like your parents play or how they kind of act or behave in those situations. So like back to that, the, me playing with the dolls, like my mum was like, oh, he must just love playing with dolls. And so then for like a few
1: years for Christmases, I got action men. And, like, mm. she was like, oh, he just likes the idea of, like, a figurine. How and tough I would... are the idea of a gendered toy. Like, I just think, God, we need to just get well, over that.
0: she got a rude awakening when all I did with the action men was just unclothe them <laughs> and just rub my little finger on that little area where oh, the ball, God. where the penis was supposed yeah, to well, be. she just walk there. in and I'd be like... Okay, He's like, they're all literally naked. Yeah. Or there was one that I liked that... <laughs> you thought you were going to be a doctor. There was one that I liked that was like a scuba diver. So his outfit was like a tight black cat suit. Scuba Steve. He was my favourite in the tight black cat suit. obviously. Go Steve. Yeah, yeah. That's beautiful. So, yeah, I think that was a bit of a rude awakening. So, so you always
1: knew, but I mean, mm. I guess obviously when we're trying to, you know, hide it from the world, did mm-hmm. you have any detentes with any one of the opposite gender or... Did you have any girlfriends back in the day, little age?
0: Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. So, um, I um, I never had a girlfriend-girlfriend, but I definitely, like, experimented when I was young. Okay. Um, I'm so, listening. Okay. Um, so, turned uh, on? so, I've actually been with five girls in my time. Sexually? Correct. Wow. Like, P and V.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: So, that's a bit weird now that i look back yeah. but look at the time i was quite young i lost my vi- pnv virginity when i was 15 okay so, you can say
1: penis vagina this is a family program oh,
0: sorry i can't know if i can get the word vagina out and it's, <laughs> it's the fact that i'm talking one. about my own going in there it's yeah, just it's easier God. if it's a pnv for me okay um my anyway own. but yeah so i've yeah did that for a bit i lost it when i was 15 was drunk at a party um God. and then from there kind of like I mean, I was young, I was 15, and the young, horny boys, like sex just felt good. So to me, sex was just kind of sex. I hadn't really categorized it as like what I was looking for sexually or what I was into sexually. Um, and then I think we just got into like, as I got older, it, as things kind of like came to like fruition, and I was obviously realizing as it, into my late teens that like, no, this is not actually what I'm looking for, you know? You have
1: to be absolutely blackout drunk, and yep. the whole time you're calling poor Britney stew or something basically. Yeah. Cool. Um, so wait, did you think you always knew? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I always knew and I think the world always knew as well. I wasn't exactly Mm. the captain of the football team. Mm. Um, but you know, obviously as well at that age of 14, 15, 16, Mm -hmm. I mean, I never, you know, went the whole way, but there was a few, Incidents with with a few women, or girls, I should say. I'm not... How old
0: would you have you had your first kiss?
1: First kiss? Um, oh, like 15, uh-huh. probably. With a girl. With a girl, yeah. correct. Yeah. I was always a late bloomer, though. You know me. I'm not the most sexual person. Just sort of... <laughs> Sorry? If it pops up in front of me. So, if it pops up in front of me, or like,
0: yeah... Or every every waking moment of my life. Oh my no, God. I shouldn't say that. I'm really painting a bad
1: picture. But like, yeah, couldn't yeah, make me sound. Like I feel a whore. like you're more sexually active than me. Well, not for lack of trying. <laughs> but no, I mean, I. But I've never been like driven by that. Like on a night yeah, out, it's yeah. never on my mind. And no, school, me either. I would never be like, oh, yeah, I'll pop on Grindr as a 15-year-old and find that 40-year-old man that wants to meet me in the park for 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which, let's be honest, is the reality for most of our friends. Yeah, I was 16 when I downloaded Grinder for the first time. And? First message you got? <sighs> How much yeah. money did
0: he offer you? Oh, I've been offered, yeah, I definitely didn't do anything like any of those things. But, like, that was obviously a thing. But I remember downloading it for the first time and then... Going and meeting up—it's actually so fucked when I look back and like think about it because oh, I was it's sixteen. Up.
1: Yeah, that it's yeah. the
0: person that I would have gone and met up with was well and truly of age. Like I'm mm. talking like thirties. Yeah, and met him up in a car park, and I mean the rest dot, is dot, dot Yeah, the rest is kind of like paint you the picture. F- you know, use your imagination, yeah. peeps. But <laughs> please don't. Um. Yeah. Like, and I straight up though, like. I remember getting home from that experience, my mm. first ever D to D experience. And obviously like D didn't go anywhere that, anywhere invasive. You're really into your letters today, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. A, B, C. Yeah. Um, but I remember getting home and literally almost vomiting, like really? actually feeling vomiting. Like literally, I think I've been having a panic attack because wow. I was like, it was almost like this rejection or this shock or like this like issue mentally that I was having with the fact that I had just done that.
1: Yeah, well it's not I mean um, it's like, you know Which is fucked when you think about it. Like As a straight person it's ten years old, let's have the talk. Let's No start. way, but no
0: straight person would ever like most straight people would be like, Oh, maybe he was ugly like yuck, but like not like I'm repulsed by the fact that I've just kissed
1: yeah, I a suppose. boy or a girl.
0: I like, suppose. My body is like my mental mentally I was kinda of like rejecting the fact that I'd just done that. I remember like wanting to just keep washing
1: my mouth and brush my teeth. Oh, after. Honey. <laughs> I know. It's so gross. God, your mouth is an absolute dustbin these days. So <laughs> obviously that didn't last Got anything in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So that was definitely weird, but I've, I battled with like having that. I mean, until I actually came out, like I battled with having that up on my phone. Um, like I would download it, delete it, download it, delete it. Like yeah. all the time. So often. I guess,
1: I guess rewind a little bit. Did you have like a, um, like a sexual awakening, like, you know, even just watching a movie or something, did you see oh. somebody like, oh, I know. Oh, well, something there was clicked? a few,
0: there's been a few along the journey that really have remained in my mind. Okay. One was, like, my grade six teacher, like, in Perth, because oh, I remember, like, being... Hot for teach. In primary school, being, like... He used to wear, like, really short shorts, and I just remember he used to staring at his legs a lot, and I was like, why do I like his legs a lot, but they're really nice. Yeah. And then... But, like, even being, like, so young then, to not be able to put the pieces
1: together, though, really, like... Yeah. Or knowing that it was Confused. a bit odd... And just being, like, hmm, back of the mind. Mm. And then... Compartmentalise that one away to yeah. unpack in therapy ten years That's down the good. track. Where's the... Uh, Packing tape, yeah. Pop that in a box, yep. Um, but
0: then I went to got a bit older, and I think it was honestly like, but uh, true like nineteen nineties Brad or like early two
1: thousands Brad Pitt for me. Okay, was that like early Brangelina days or? I think it's what kind of of movies was he in at that point? Paint the picture. I think I'm I'm picturing like when he was in Friends and like Troy. Troy was a fucking huge one yeah. Troy was
0: like holy shit I, <laughs> I can't even y'all. watch this with my parents like I need a blanket over my lap <laughs> situation wow. yeah,
1: yeah. And we're putting it in the wash afterwards yeah. I'm sure
0: 100% Yeah, um, right. Troy yeah Brad um, Mr and Mrs Smith which was like I was definitely a bit older but just kind of like that phase where him and Jen were kind of breaking up he was getting <laughs> you, were, you were planning to be the next woman yeah I was getting surgery
1: to look like Angelina yeah Big lips happening. (laughs) Um, I hadn't eaten. The big Tomb Raider tits going on. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, he was definitely a big one for me. What about you?
1: Um, Mine? I mean, I was pretty young, but it sticks in my head so clearly. I was at my friend's beach house. Mm-hmm. Someone suggested we put on Peter Pan. I was sitting there and that little boy, Jeremy Sumter, who it oh. obviously sounds fucked now for me to say. <laughs> now I was in love with a little boy. At the time, I was also a little boy. I
0: thought you meant the cartoon Disney and I was no. like, Hun,
1: no, wow, we're very life. different. Yeah, God, no, definitely the real life version. Um, the real life 10-year-old boy, what <laughs> <to> say. <laughs> As at the time that I was also a 10-year-old boy. Sounds fine. Yeah, well, hopefully. I don't really know the rules, but I just, I remember like watching the movie and then feeling a little bit sick about it afterwards and I couldn't work (laughs) out why. And I was like, why do I fucking hate that bitch Wendy so much? Jealousy. She got to piss my, she got to piss. She got to kiss my (laughs) my mate Pete at the end of the movie. You jealous little bitch. Oh God. Anyway, fuck you, Wendy.
0: So I guess that point that you made earlier is something I want to come back to about sort of when you go on a date and it kind of is your, like, story. Because I think that that's such a, like, a really good, like, point that you raised. It's so bizarre now that, like, your coming out story... is such a big part of you. It's your brand. It becomes a bit of your branding in terms of, like... When you go forth in the into the dating world, or just mm. into like your adulthood in your uh, mid to sort of late twenties, or I mean, look however old you are when you come out, is however old you are, and you know that's your journey. But like Absolutely. whatever the time frame is for you, but um, sort of once you've gotten to that point, it's it's a big it's a big sort of level up and learn yeah. for you as an individual, and it comes with you through your life, and you kind of kind of retell that story because it shapes so much of who you mm. are. So I guess like dating, for example, you bring that story to the table because it really helps the person get to know who you are like and understand what bat- what you know battles you've been through or yeah. sort of what rings you've had to jump through to get to the point where you are now mm-hmm. um which I think is so wild because it, it in the contrast to straight world that wild. doesn't fucking happen
1: no well there's no equivalent what is really. straight person like. you popped out of your mum yeah. With all the privilege in the world. I mean, obviously everyone, you know, has their own battles. But on yeah. this one particular topic, yeah. if you are a straight person, that's really great for you. The world has been made for you. If Essential. you're not, yeah. if you're any other colour of that rainbow flag,
0: yeah, exactly. well, good
1: luck. You're up yeah. against it, basically. Don't want to complain because I would not change it for the world. Just No, not at all. Not at all. But, you know, those, those late teen years, pff, tough.
0: Definitely. But it doesn't come, you don't kind of get to the point. I think, or I didn't, I should say, you don't get to that point where you're comfortable enough to just sit there and be like, wouldn't change it for the world always. Yeah. Because there actually was a time where I 100% would have changed it for every part of my world. And that's quite cut off your left leg. It's pretty fucked to say one. (laughs) I would have cut them both off. I would have, I would have had no, I would have gone without limbs. Yeah. Rolling around. Um, if that was my choice, like flaming tumbleweed, (laughs) just a rolling body on a skateboard. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, because it was just, it was a really difficult thing for some of us. So on that, then I guess like if we were on a date, let's just hypothetically, like, oh no, don't, I shouldn't say that. And look at his eyes, beam up.
1: Where are you taking me? (laughs) What are we doing?
0: Dream come bloody true. Yeah.
1: Some kind of activity, I hope.
0: Oh yeah. Skating. Yeah. At Queens Park. Uh Um, Beautiful. Okay. So we're on a date and the topic obviously comes up. Yeah. What's your story? Like, hit Look, me with I mean, it. I've
1: dug myself into a bit of a hole here because I just spent the last 10 minutes complaining and my story was actually quite, uh, I guess in the scheme of things, a pretty breezy one. Okay. Um, I, you know, you, I feel like you sort of, sometimes you tell your friends first because that's a bit easier or you tell your mum and dad because they have to, you know, keep you under their roof or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine was a bit different. I kind of... I remember one day, I don't know why I remember this so clearly, but I got a Facebook ad back in the day, pre-Insta, or probably early Insta, yep. Got added on Facebook by this guy, very, very attractive young 16-year-old. Again, I'm not <laughs> inclined to children. I was also 16 was at the time. Say, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, who is this guy? I've realized that he was Jewish. <laughs> and Sorry. I, no, but... Well, I have a point. That's Okay. Point. I was like... One of my be- one of my best friends <laughs> is a bit of a Jewish Yenta. So, I messaged her like a photo of him and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just added me on Facebook. They might know each other. Right. Well, they yeah. did. They yeah, did. Cool. Okay. And she has, you know, we're in class in, you know, year 9 or 10 or whatever it was. She has come barreling out of her, her classroom and screams across the schoolyard, "He's fully gay. You should date him." Oh, Fuck off. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Heart failure Heart failure And in that moment It was like Deny, deny, deny Absolutely Or own it To
0: the death Take the limbs I don't need them Or own it And I just
1: thought Own it
0: (laughs) Yeah, good on ya Yeah, so I was like
1: Oh, maybe I will, babe Like, fuck it Why not And so Turns out he wasn't gay. He was just, like, some poor questioning little straight boy at the time who heard my name through, you know, the Jewish grapevine. I'm not even Jewish, but I have a lot of Jewish friends. God. Um, Yeah, so I was like... That was kind of, I guess, my coming out. And Mm -hmm. then from that point, I would just be like, oh, yeah, I think he's hot. Mm -hmm. And everyone would be like, yeah, seek me too. And that was sort of it. That's nice. Yeah, so it was, like, a really weirdly easy, like, I guess, experience for me. But then... Um, hadn't had the conversation with my parents, which I think is mm-hmm. a bit of a more difficult one to just be like, yeah. "Oh, how fucking hot's Jeremy Sumter though, Mum?" Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so uh, it was the night that Ian Thorpe did his coming out oh. on.
0: Babe Alert! Can I just say? Well, another not at one this stage. on stage. Another one
1: on the back you know, of the diary. Once the swimmers um, <laughs> stop swimming, they pork up a little bit, and poor Thorpey. <laughs> Was in that category when he did the interview, but regardless, you know there was this big hype, being like he's doing this huge interview that um, we all are kind of like waiting to waiting to hear him come out, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd already read. His oh my god, book. I remember this. This yeah. was big. I'd already read his book, flipping through those pages, being like, "Where's it coming out? When's it coming out? Like, where's the dick pic?" Me. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at that through that picture section in the middle, being like, "Where's the sealed These section? Aren't nudes? <laughs> What's going on, Thorpey?" I know how big your feet <laughs> are. Your torpedo? Yeah, I know how big your feet are, you dirty boy. Anyway, yeah. so he does this interview, comes out at the end of it. Huge yeah. news. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there, like, obviously, young gay swimmer myself, Mm-mm. being like, it's now. I've got to do it. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, so thanks, Thorpe if you're listening. Yeah, I'm sure you will be. Yeah, that's
0: actually really nice. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Um, so I was like, I went to my room after the interview, was sitting in my bed being like, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. So I went oh, and... Oh, my heart is like... Can you feel how I'm nervous you are? in your body. Yeah. Like, fuck. So I'm like walking down the hallway and my mum is upstairs in her room and dad's downstairs in the living room. Yeah. It's kind of like fuck. They're not together. Up or down. Up or down. I was like, obviously you go upstairs. Go see mum. Family you know? meeting. 100 oh, yes. percent. Yeah. I'm taking a step every minute. Oh. Every step of Wait, the way. Can is... I just
0: clarify for everyone and myself? How old are you?
1: Um, I would say sixteen, probably. Okay. Yeah. So pretty young. I was definitely yeah. gay in theory, much earlier than in practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah, I was. I was pretty. I was in high school, like year ten or eleven. Yeah. Um and Walking up these stairs, hearts in the throat, sit yeah. down, mom. I've got something to tell you. And we had a bit of a conversation, and I told her, and it went like it went fine. It didn't go great, mm-hmm. just because I think that obviously my mom she wasn't surprised by any means. Like, I came out wearing shitting glitter.
0: Yeah, literally.
1: But um, I don't know if she really had the language prepped for having that conversation. Yeah. So there was a couple of things that she said, like we haven't really even talked about this. So mum will listen to this and probably want to chat to me after, but (laughs) there was just a couple of things she said, like, Oh, you know, like something must've just gone wrong when I was pregnant or like, Uh, um, you uh, know, I still love you, but like, obviously no one would want this for their child, which I have now come to interpret as like a concern for my wellbeing. Absolutely. Um, but you know, when in that time, that is the most vulnerable I've ever been in my entire oh, life. Absolutely. Yeah. Besides when I sit down and film a podcast for <laughs> the world and talk about <laughs> it. And it was just like, it was really tough. And Mum also was like, I want to, I think I should tell dad cause I don't know how he'll react.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Long story short, Mum told my dad, he was really fine with it. Yep. Um, so it all just kind of was like a bit of a non event. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember the next day I was like, fuck I've, told my I've told my parents I've never really told any of my friends I'm just like yeah I'm gonna date this guy and, you know default to gay and I know yeah. that we all need to have this coming out story yeah so I texted one of my best friends at the time she has a lot of gay aunties and uncles and I was like perfect person to tell tell yeah. an ally you know yeah. get someone who knows what they're, they're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it's like huh. hey babe um I've got big news might want to sit down for this one <laughs> all over text <laughs> um I'm gay or maybe, I probably didn't say gay because I hated that word when I was first coming out. Same. Oh uh, my God. Probably said, I like men or I'm into boys or something like that. Something really gay. <laughs> and she replied, well, that's great because we had a male stripper hired for your next birthday. and Now we don't have to cancel it. And that was the oh, end.
0: That's so cool. I know. It was
1: so nice. And so that was kind of my, like, I guess, coming out story. So lots of trauma to cover mm-hmm. on date one, usually. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it's kind of nice. I think I've, I've always kind of
0: liked it to a degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine's a little bit different, but I, I'm all about like being that cards on the table kind of person, and you know, not kind of like yeah. being too secretive and having too many walls up. So I feel like that's always a really nice way for both on a date to mm-hmm. like, for you both to sort of just be a bit raw with each other. Yeah. Um, and sort of like connect, mm-hmm. I guess. So, I think so. But yeah. I, I mean, people
1: together. Absolutely. Homophobia. Anyway, so now that you've mentioned yours, we should probably jump into that. Tell me about your story. How did it go? Who was it with? Uh, Yeah. So
0: mine is hmm, different. Um, It's going to... Yeah, it's definitely different in terms of uh, how it sort of all come about. And I guess like getting to the point where it was even possible to happen Mm -hmm. for me. uh, I was... A lot older, Uh, so I was 21.
1: Right, sure.
0: And I didn't really feel that it was possible, I guess, for me to sort of get to that point where it was an option
1: for me until that age, which is why it took then, which is still not super old. Uh, But I guess... It's still a long time, though, to be sitting there knowing this huge thing about yourself that you're trying really it's hard to just not share. A lot.
0: It was a lot. It's a lot to carry on your shoulders, going through such crucial moments in your life and teenage years and growing up and getting older and getting from that age of like 15 to 18 to 21. Each huge, age each gap. So different. Yeah. Uh, and battling all of that, leaving school, like working out what you're going to do with your time blah, 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 and just trying to then still be a person. Mm-hmm. So for me coming out was definitely difficult in terms of, family.
1: Yeah, and is that what was stopping you up to 21? Yeah,
0: definitely. Okay. So, uh I have I don't really have a relationship with my dad. Yeah. Uh, but pretty much now listening back and looking back as an adult, I would say that that's like a really big factor as to why he him and I don't have a relationship. Okay. Um sorry, this <laughs> is like a no, little that's bit okay. testy, but yeah. So I think that that was a really big part as to why we don't have the relationship now. Um, but it was also, it wasn't, he wasn't the fully the issue, I guess. But I think um, just growing up. So yeah. I, I'll go to back to the beginning. It's probably yeah. just easier to do sure. that. So basically grew up. Uh, as in an Italian household so very traditional wog values eating lots of spaghetti as at six um so my mum was very always very welcoming and open with me but my dad was had a lot of uh like values and things that he wanted to really instill on the family yeah and I think just same as you and like we touched on earlier I guess you kind of always know and it's in you from birth and I'm a big believer of that so growing up as a child you kind of have a lot of Obvious things that you do, such as the playing with the Barbies or whatever it is, that kind of give you away. Like I'm fucking in my room singing.
1: I've got all the Spice Girls all over
0: head to toe. Strawberry Kisses
1: getting burnt out on the record player.
0: Recording, you know, myself sing and dance and make choreography, and then Um. making my parents come and buy tickets to come and watch the show. So like
1: hairbrush, microphone's getting a workout. That's
0: probably you know quite a strong sign that like he might be so. Um, I think for my dad and my parents, it was something that they probably knew for a long time. And as I got older, my mum would often, every now and then, when we were, like, alone, sort of ask me, you know, like, do you like girls? Or, like, I think she wanted to sort of, like... Wow, she fully came out and just went She for wanted it. to sort of, yeah, it was her way of sort of trying to, I guess, get it, make me feel comfortable or yeah. to get me to talk to her about it. Because, you know, I guess, like, she would obviously understand that it would be difficult. Mm. Uh, whereas my dad was not so much like that like I remember still looking back um now as an adult like I've got like certain memories and things that are pretty fucked up but like you know like there might have been a gay person on tv and he would look at me and be like see those fucking faggots don't you end Mm. up like that um so like there's a lot of those things that when you're so young like they hit
1: hard. Like, right, and you are like, oh, yeah, no, nope, won't do that. And I'm
0: like, yeah, 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 not at all. And then it's all of this conditioning that you start doing. Like, I literally became a different person as a child because, like, and then I started trying to tailor the way I dressed, the way I spoke. Um, you know, I would pretend to be interested in women on TV or hot women or, like, like, for example, like Desperate Housewives was really big when we were young. And Eva Longoria was the hot young yeah, thing you, that everyone was obsessed with she at the time. was in the locker. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, she's hot as." Yeah, I do fuck. I was, Love thinking, me a slice I was of like, I her like, her like lingerie, being like, "Wow, it's a gorgeous bra, bralette." What <laughs> a Wonder nice. She cup. got it. What a nice cup size. Wonder like, how much it was. Yeah, like it's just very, very different. But you yeah. definitely, I just conditioned myself to, and you're you're subconsciously suppressing a, a part of you, and then trying to like awaken a fake part of you. Yeah, totally. And it's it was, yeah, looking back, it
1: tears you apart it was,
0: it's pretty fucked. It's actually like really, really heavy stuff. And it's something that a lot of people carry with them into their adulthood because it's place in those crucial ages. Like we said, it's, it's altering your, your experience and altering your, you know, your growing up phases and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah. it was definitely something that I carried, but I basically- read this,
1: I read this thing recently that said, um, we spend all of our teenage years trying to create this image of ourselves for the world and then mm-hmm. spend the rest of our adult lives trying to work out which parts are real and which parts are actually... Yeah, I've read that too. It's amazing. The mirage. I was like, resonated
0: with it so much because yeah. it's so true. Like the moment and then once you finally get to that point, when you come out, it's like, okay, reassess. Yeah. I actually don't need to try and pretend anymore. And it is still, it's like, almost like you've got the, the realization moment for a period where you're like, okay, I'm different and I need to change. Yeah, then you start to change and you think you've got it all under wraps, and then you kind of do those things where you're battling, like, oh, you made Adrian, like, oh yeah, he's gay, right? But mm. look, I will say too, like, my friends are obviously been amazing, but like, it was one of those things when I came out too that people didn't. I realised. People didn't
1: really care as much as I thought they were going to care. No, and that really is shocking at the time. 100%. 100%. Like when my friend was like, oh, we don't need to cancel the mail strip, I was like, what the fuck do you mean?
0: This is the biggest thing I've ever said. Why are you making a joke? Exactly how I felt. So I remember messaging my two best friends and Mm. being like, I need to talk to you guys. I need to come and see you guys now. Like, blah, blah, blah. And like, made it into this big thing. And like, we got there. And I remember just being so. I, same as you, as you, I couldn't actually say the word gay. Mm-hmm. I remember just being like, "Are oh, you scared around it?" Like I said, I used the words. I think I'm confused about my sexuality. Sure, I remember specifically Very, um, textbook term correct. Isn't it? And they kind of my best one of them turned around and said, "Are you fucking serious? I thought you had cancer. i was <gasps> shitting myself." And the other one goes, "Yeah, we know, babe. It's all for. It's so fine. We've known yeah. for ages." And I was we we're just waiting for you to tell us. And I was like. Yeah, you're Excuse like... Excuse me well I just, yeah. like,
1: literally pass out. Yeah, literally. Just revive me and we'll talk about this.
0: I mean, like, look, one of my best friends, um, just as, like, a bit of a side note, humour, it's funny now looking back, but, like, fuck fuck you if you're listening. You know who you are. She used to yell out down the corridor because, obviously, there was gay tendencies were there. Okay. Down the corridor in high school. Gaydrian Faglia! <sighs> <laughs> that's my best a friend.
1: Oh my and God. And she thought it was the
0: funniest thing in the world. And I would just be mortified. That's I'm funny. Like,
1: you can't I mean, it's actually this. not funny at all. It's not funny if at all. If someone did that to me, I reckon I would set their hair on fire. And so I was gaydream for a while. Oh, that's that a good one. That's, I've never thought of that before. <laughs> so, so simple.
0: So elegant. <laughs> effective. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was sort of the friends thing. And then I kind of did it with like a few other people. And then it just really got to that point where everyone was like, sort of in your corner enough that you kind of like, okay, this isn't maybe as bad as it's going to be. Yep. Um, but the, you're
1: still, your dad is kind of looming over you at this point. Is that correct? So basically
0: in terms of family, so my parents were together till I was 18. Mm-hmm. So from 18 to 21, um, he had like left the picture. Okay. So once he had left the picture, um, and he's he's not in the picture now, so yeah, um, it it has stayed that way. But basically, uh, once he was out, I definitely felt more and more comfortable from the ages of eighteen in those you know next three or four years or whatever it is um, to get to that place where obviously I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and then I remember telling my mum, and that was huge. That was like, yeah. What oh. was
1: her reaction like?
0: Um, it was a really good, really okay. good. I can't. Sorry. It's <laughs> okay. Getting for a bit all emotional, down? a little bit. Um, for all of the the bad things from like one parent, like my mum has been like such a rock for me. So, yeah. and yeah, she like has never made me feel like that was a problem. Beautiful.
1: Um. So as a mother should. Yeah, and With it was literally just like son.
0: she just looked at me and was like, "So what?" and just hugged me and was like, "Not even a thing." And
1: I yeah. think I think the thing that. If a parent is listening, mm-hmm. the best thing to say is as little as possible. Yeah. Don't over-explain it. Definitely. Don't say more than is needed to. All you need to say is, that's fine. I love you. Yeah, that's it. The end. That's it. And you know what? Look,
0: back to like your your mum or like those parents. I think now as an adult too, I look back at even someone like my dad. Very different, obviously. But yeah. I think a part of growing up too as us now as adults is I kind of just look back at like my parents or our parents in general and just kind of think like, You're just older versions of us. Totally. They're, you know, like you said, like initially maybe what your mum said wasn't ideal, but it was her way of processing what was, what had also happened to
1: her is now a part of her life too. So yeah. Like you can't expect your parents to have sat down with like a sex ed coach. No,
0: there's no textbook for them growing up being like, oh, and by the way, there's a percentage chance that your kid might turn out to like the same gender. Here's a flowchart
1: on how to handle that conversation
0: exactly like there's no you know step by step on what to do if that's your scenario so yeah. yeah i think that that was um look i it's not your relationship with your parents and the way that they react is always going to affect you i think mm-hmm. um because it's just general human nature it's belonging it's wanting to be a part of something it's all of that sort of stuff but i think at at the end of the day it is also still up to the individual to sort of put in that work and that groundwork because because all your journey, everyone's journey is different. You might feel like you might be, on my journey, I have had to do a lot more like, work mentally to sort of get to a place where I have, have full acceptance now. Yeah. No issues. Like, would never, ever, ever, like you like said before, like there was a question, I remember once when I was younger, there was a question out there that was like, if you could take a pill to turn you straight, would you take it?
1: A hundred percent I would have. Yeah. And but now, then, fuck no. No
0: way. I would pff, spit on it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Shoot it across the room. No way. Crush it up and flush it down the toilet. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I guess then, sorry to push, but mm. did you ever end up having that convo with your dad or... No. So we, look, regardless of the
0: f- fact of my sexuality, my dad and I just have never really had a great relationship sure. from when I was very young. Yeah. As I said, I think looking back now, I think there's definitely a connection there with his homophobia and... Um, my sexuality but I don't think that that was those two
1: usually align yeah correct
0: yeah I don't think that was the actual problem um we've always just had issues so I think sort of as I got to that point and by the time we were 18 like um yeah it was a decision that I sort of consciously made that I didn't really want him in the picture in my picture uh he's still a part of my
1: brother's picture he's yeah I was going to ask that because you obviously have a straight brother and do they speak they've never had a problem Really? Mm. my, da- my well, That's brother- interesting, isn't it?
0: Correct. Correct. So, yeah. That's what I mean by once you get to this age and I've got a lot of more consciousness around, like, just, you know, human behavior and how things work. Like, there's a lot of puzzle pieces that you're sort of able to put together. So, look... I don't have any resentment or anger towards him. Like I sort of said, I think every parent sort of does the best they know how to with the skills they've got. But unfortunately that just wasn't really good enough for me. Yeah, so well, that's
1: it, isn't it? Like, yeah. thanks for trying, but yeah. And
0: you know what? That's, I'm okay with it now. And honestly, my life has never been better.
1: And I, well, it, that's what it, I was going to say. Fast forward to that, you know, montage of it gets better. Yeah. Fucking hope get, it does.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Like I have, you know, I've never felt more, you know, and it's really it was really nice in the process of the getting better, I noticed like every now and then I would have those light bulb moments or those aha moments where I was like, Wow. I didn't just like it got better. I didn't just tweak how I spoke. I didn't just yeah. I don't care. I wanna wear that outfit yeah. and I'm not gonna think like, wow you look too gay in it, I'm actually just gonna wear it. Yeah and I'm gonna fucking own it.
1: I've got my big pink <laughs> fur coat on. Walking down high street You
0: can see my ass cheeks in these shorts oh. and I don't even care. Enjoy. Enjoy lap it up,
1: girls Literally Ladies and
0: gents Literally So, yeah I think that was um. It's a, you know It's a The dark to get to the light Well, that's it
1: And it, it's why we're all so funny <laughs> Because No one who's had an easy life Is really that funny ever No, boring Yeah Boring What I've have got, you got? I've built a lot of character Let me oh, tell you God. Too much Being young Fat Acne ridden <laughs> Queer young mm. little boy.
0: Go through that oh. and you'll be fine. Maybe even work work a few shifts in hospo, that can usually teach <sighs> you to get a high pressure.
1: Yeah, well that's
0: and right. you'll come out gleaming. By <laughs> twenty five, you're bloody beaming. Yeah,
1: really making a pressure so, makes diamonds, I suppose.
0: So if you had some advice, I guess then for, you know, maybe anyone who is battling with coming out or is there like and I sort of maybe let's like retouch on like the the, the great things that we've sort of covered on our experiences what would you sort of say? Like, what are some like things or ways to sort of get there? I yeah, guess? I mean,
1: I, I mean, I just before said it gets better, but I don't actually like that advice for someone who's 16 because I think that's really frustrating to hear when you're, mm. you want it to be better now. Absolutely. I think it's much better to have some kind of proactive advice for people to hear when they're going through something like that. So I would say find your people. Yeah. Um, I don't, like, it doesn't matter. Like, that doesn't necessarily have to be... Let's go to Molly's and meet some drag queens. Like, no. if you just have, like, a really great group of, like, people around you that you know mm-hmm. are going to love you regardless of who you are, then mm-hmm. I think that is the best thing you can have. If you're, like, we cannot underestimate the importance of having a strong group of a few badass women Yeah. when you're going through all this shit. Oh, absolutely. Before you found the gays. Yeah. Sometimes they're really tucked away. Yes. Yeah. Took us what you were what forty two when we met. <laughs> um. So what would your advice be then?
0: Yeah, similar, very similar. I think it's important to, um, like I think looking back now, the reason why it is so hard, obviously, it's just hard a hard thing to do, but hard to tell your family because there's a lot of care care factor there. Hard to tell the the people that you're closest to. It's the hardest to say it to. So and that's just life in general, really. Like, so I think like if you can find someone or, you know, like someone that you feel really com- comfortable with. It might yeah. be, you know, if it's an auntie or a, a friend of a friend a teacher. or
1: someone that you my, find... My lesbian English teacher in year 12, oh my God, if yeah. she hadn't been there for me, I would be a very different and person. And I
0: think you really remember those people along your way and in, in your journey. Like Correct. I can remember a few, you know, that have really stand, stood out to me now as an adult, so... I think find that person and even if it's just one person that you feel comfortable talking to about it, Mm. do it, do it, do it, just do it. And I know that that's also such like harsh advice, but there is no resolution to that feeling until you do it. There is no way to get to that point or that happy place until you do it. And unfortunately, and there's no pressure. Your journey is your journey and you'll get there when you get there. But unfortunately... It is the, always in your lap. There's no one else that can help you get there or do it. But you, and it's true bravery to do it. You're definitely not going to be the first to come out and you're probably not going to be the last. So
1: yeah, I hope not. No. We'd love
0: a few more of you. You're not alone in the situation basically. So find
1: your people, as we said. Yeah. Never alone. Never. Um, let's wrap up. Hmm. Maybe we should, because it's been, you know, a bit of an educational, informative hmm. session that we've had. Right-o. What have you learned today? What have I learned? What have I learned in today's episode? I've
0: learned... Fuck, your childhood really affects you, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> God. And if you just make a podcast, you're going to have to talk about it yeah. for everyone to hear. No, I think that that's...
1: Just yeah, bleeding it out over the desk right now. <laughs> I'm going to eat a strong drink after this. No, really, I think you did a great job today, and I appreciate it. Thank you, and I so did you. you and I,
0: I respect us for you know, doing this for anyone. If this has helped anyone out there, then I, I love that for you. So, yeah, totally. um, but yeah, no, I think your childhood definitely has an effect on you and deal with your demons is probably like, you know, the advice that I give out there and what I've learned. Cause if you don't, they'll just follow you forever. What did you learn?
1: Um, I learned that apparently Australians have no idea what spaghetti bolognese is.
0: So <laughs> can't wait to try it. You're an idiot. Uh, All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to us again for another week. Uh, We've loved it and we love
1: you. If you haven't already, make sure you head to our Instagram message on the machine. And obviously also follow us on whatever you're listening to us on because we'll be back next week. That's it, guys. Have a good week. See you later. Bye. Bye.